Hello and welcome back to the Ignorance Is This podcast. Today, I'm joined by Scott Martin and we're going to be talking about the movie Logan Lucky. Scott, I have a simple question for you. Using an accent from the U.S. South? Explain to me why someone should go see this movie. The movie very good. (laughs) (laughs) Set it up. (laughs) There's spoilers in this show. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different way of experiencing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. That's why it's called Ignorance Is This. Ah, that's that's why it's called that. Yeah. My name is Scott Martin, and the man who is as pure as sunlight is sitting opposite me right now. His <laughs> name is Oliver Deer. Hello. I'm shining like a beacon of hope, and sitting here, just looking at you standing up, you trying to be your dominant. I'm looking at you, but I'm not wearing protective eyewear. The eclipse has just happened. <laughs> this isn't going to turn out well for me. I'm staring directly into pure sunlight. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, yeah, very good. Very good. It's our 20th episode today. Oh. Yes, the yes, big yes, dooge. that's right. Two dooges. The double dooge. Two dooge. Yes. I thought we would have... I had been thinking about the stuff this week. Yeah. And I thought, what are we to make of our previous episodes, our little experiment here on The Ignorance Is This? We're all about utilising ignorance, as you've just said. Mm-hmm. Um, to get the best experience out of a movie. Yeah. Sometimes... <laughs> what are you doing? Sometimes I give you little experiments to watch at home and I change things. Yep. I tell you a little bit of tidbits of information so you have the best experience. Yep. Yep, 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 um, yep. But some conclusions just I've drawn from the... Oh, the, here we go. ...the movies I've seen. Someone's been doing some data wrangling. I've been, yeah, yeah. I just thought, looking back at all the cinema films we've seen uh, where I haven't seen the trailers for them... Yep. I'm just sort of making some observations. Yeah, yeah. So, sure. um, so what what have we what have we found out? What I've found out is a lot of it. What's, what's the control the trailer, variable? Okay, the trailers. <laughs> if this makes sense, the trailers generally only affect your experience. Yeah, well, I mean that they, makes sense. They could possibly that does make sense. <laughs> but my experience is affected entirely. So yeah, my experience is entirely shaped by my expectations of the film, even though I don't have the trailers. Yeah. yeah. So even though, for example, I didn't see the trailer for Baby Driver, I still had a lot of expectations for it and they weren't met. So it's it changed... It it means I had a weird cinema experience. I'm still mad sense. at that, by the way. No, I no, think, no, no. I think you should saying, accept it. I'm not saying it's a bad film. I, I really like it. I'm just saying when yeah. I saw it for the first time, I wasn't having the best time because I was like... I'm so challenged right now. This isn't my Edgar Wright film that I want. <laughs> I'm so challenged. <laughs> yep. I, I said it out loud to the cinema. Guys, I'm challenged by this. <laughs> if I had little to no expectations for a movie at all, mm-hmm. I usually always liked it in some way more than you, even if it wasn't a good one. Yeah. So, yep. Ghost in the Shell. Now, I had very little expectations of what this was going to be like. It just happened to be on the week we went and saw it, and I was like, well, I haven't seen the trailers for this. Let's go do it. Yep. I just had no idea, and I think I did like that a bit more than you did. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. For sure. Because I, I enjoyed pretty much the whole start of that, and I know that for you, the trailers, um, I, if I recall, they spoiled pretty much the second half of the movie, which made the first half for yeah. you moot, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the only thing I liked about that was that beautiful it all looked yeah besides that it was pretty bland yeah. boring but i did like the start because it had a little bit of mystery and intrigue um 
Somewhat. <laughs> Other things I just had no expectations for at all. Kong and Atomic Blonde. Yep. Just absolutely knew nothing going in. Especially Kong, like, because I knew what Kong was. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just like, I don't really care about King Kong. It's a pretty bad film to start off with, considering yeah. you had expectations knowing what King Kong is. Yeah, like I knew oh, it's about a big monkey. There's a Skull Island. It was, yeah, it was it was way better than there's, I thought there's it would a be. Sm- there's a shorter stepbrother. <laughs> yeah, Remember right. that riff? Yeah. <laughs> Episode one, yeah. callback, baby. Um, And recently we've watched Lucky Logan, which we're going to be discussing today. Yeah. And this was the one I had absolutely just pretty much nothing, except for the fact I'd actually seen the trailers for this. Yeah. And this is the thing. <laughs> we are doing a little spin on the show today. You you just said that you knew absolutely nothing about it. I managed to know less about it than you. You knew less about it than me. So we're actually switching the conversation today where I've actually seen the trailers for Lucky Logan. Yeah. I, d- I still didn't know anything about it before I saw the trailers. And I didn't intentionally see them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just happened to miss every single piece of news about it. I didn't know that it existed. No. Um, yeah. We were looking up the times so that we can go and watch um, what movie? The we're... Dark Tower. Oh, yeah, The Dark Tower. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was like, yeah, this is playing at the same time as this other movie called Logan Lucky, and I had never heard of it. And I clicked on it, and it said Channing Tatum, mm. um, Kylo Ren, yeah. and James Bond. <laughs> um, yes, that's what it said. And Brian Griffin and Stewie Griffin and <laughs> Quagmire That's and right. Peter Griffin. Yeah. Seth McFar- McFarlane was in this. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that was that was interesting. I uh, yeah. even then I still didn't know if it was good. I just saw that it was a comedy, and I was like, well, I'm right on board with that. Especially that it had Daniel Craig yeah. in it. I was yeah. thinking, how the hell is that going to go? <laughs> um, and yeah, we I, watched I, it. I happened to have just seen the trailers scrolling on Facebook, um, and it was unfortunate. I was I was like. I've never heard of this. We're probably not going to watch this. And the trailer was sort of playing and I just sort of didn't stop watching it. <laughs> so, yeah. unfortunately, I saw the trailer, but fortunately, you hadn't. Yeah, so yeah, we went in right. very... We, we both went in quite ignorant because we didn't know much about it beforehand. And I'd only seen this one trailer of it. I've never been this ignorant, Yeah, I don't think. Well, we'll come back to the, um, that one when we discuss Lucky Logan. Yeah. Will the, will the trend continue in which the uh, the more ignorant person enjoys it? More so than the less ignorant person. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, just another observation that I had pulling pulling back my archives. Yep, checking the data. Now, if I had any expectations at all, like I said, then I generally disliked it more than you, whether or not it was bad or good. So, Baby Driver and Guardians of the Galaxy, both good movies. Objectively, yes. Objectively, <laughs> good movies. Yep. But I had not seen the trailers for them. Yeah, but I yep. had, I did have expectations for them, like we said with Baby Driver. Been hyping it all year. I re- was really happy it was coming out, and yep. it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. And Guardians of the Galaxy, um, well, I'd seen the first one, <laughs> and yeah, so I was yeah. excited for the second one. You were aware of what it was. I was aware of what it was. You had essentially seen the trailer if you had seen the first movie. Yeah, it, it's the same, wasn't now, it? Now, who, who, which of us like Guardians more? This is one I didn't really. I know that I definitely enjoyed it, but but once again, I haven't thought about it once since then. It's quite a forgettable <laughs> one, actually. Baby uh, Groot, <laughs> now is teenage Groot. I. What are the chances of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three having a joke where teenage Groot is like, "Oh, don't want to hang out with any of you guys. You're not cool. You're cramping my style." <laughs> yeah. Probably... I'm basically James Gunn. I reckon I could direct Guardians three. Yeah. You could write good dialogue for Groot. 
That's a good bit right there. Um, And the other one, last week, um, Dark Tower, even though it was probably one of the worst films we've seen on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You technically liked it more than me. Yeah. Technically, because I had all these these expectations of it's going to be... Dark Tower. It's going to be like the books, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Nothing like that. Nothing at you all. You even knew you knew the critical reception for it, so you were already your yeah. expectations were already lowered. Yeah, we're sitting at like seventeen percent or yeah. something. And and the only reason why I think I enjoyed it more than you was uh, like Idris like Elba. Idris Elba, right? <laughs> and it was weird seeing him doing an American accent. We didn't talk about that last week, oh, but. No. But uh, yeah, what did you think of that? By the way, do you think he did alright? I reckon it's really easy to oh, do yeah. an American accent. Maybe we can. Retroactively, we'll put we'll do American accents at the start of this episode. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Great. Seeing as you think it's so easy, guys, are so, uh, getting a peek behind the curtain right now. Yeah, and, yep. You're basically in our ignorance of this meeting. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how the meetings go. Actually, it's more like, hey, what impression can we do this week? Oh, I don't know. Idris Elba was in this one. Do you want to do a British? Yes. <laughs> no, let's do an American for some <laughs> <Yeah>. reason. <laughs> um, Wonder Woman was another one where I had knew nothing about it. Yep. Um, you were expecting very, it to be bad. I was expecting it to be bad, so I was very happy. Yeah, and I knew I, it was going to be I good. Did I like that one more than you? Oh, I think you liked it more still. Yeah, probably. Probably. Mm. Like, I did, I did come out having a really great time. So my expectations that it was going to be bad, maybe... It, it made you, me had a, a, you had a negative mindset it, yes, going in. Yes, it made me a little moping baby going into it. So for f- 20 <laughs> minutes, I was a little whiner. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this is a good summary of the show. Uh, yeah. If you guys are just joining in, this is what you've missed. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I was just, I was the just last thinking, 20 weeks of <laughs> thinking our about um, drawing some conclusions about this show and going forward, we can see how it's going to continue. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I'm thinking Star Wars, that's something I have expectations for because I know the franchise. Yeah. Haven't seen the thing. I reckon you're going to like it more than me. I reckon you are. Yeah, but you're cursed with having... I am cursed. ...with having uh, expectations about a movie than them not being met. Yep. So King Arthur, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I really wanted those to be good. Even Dark even Tower, Baby Driver. Even Baby Driver. Even Baby Driver. If I like anything, I will be disappointed. And the best thing to do is to have no expectations of all and you'll never be unhappy. Oh, maybe you just need to lighten up a little bit, you know? You're going to have a little bit more of a smile on your face. You're going to be able to have turn that dial upside down and make your frown into a smile. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Turn that dial all the ra- way around <laughs> to 11 <laughs> 11 yeah. Okay, great. Let's talk about movies. Okay, this week, as we've said, we lo- watched uh, Logan Lucky. And like we've said, I saw the trailers for this one, and you didn't. Yep. So it's a bit of a... It's a little switcheroo. This little switcheroo little episode, number switcheroo. 20. Who knows what could happen? So basically, Logan Lucky is about yeah. um, three hillbillies from southern rural America. Two of them are brothers, uh, Channing Tatum and Adam Driver. Who look nothing alike, they, I would just yeah. say. But you're convinced that they're brothers, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Because they good had, directing, they, they had very good accents, and they both did a good job acting, I thought. Yep. And basically, Channing Tatum convinces his brother that they should rob NASCAR. And now, now, don't forget, there's there's a third sibling. Don't just this isn't just about the okay, brothers. It's, sorry, a, it's a family sister. business. I don't know who she's played by. Riley Keough. Um, she's the eldest grandchild of Elvis Presley. Oh wow! How crazy is that? Yeah, oh, buddy, I thank you very much <laughs> for appreciating my fact. <laughs> but she's there too. Um, she's also helping with this heist of NASCAR. They need to break into a vault. 
so they need to also bust um, Daniel Craig out of jail to come and help them. So that's sort of the premise of the film. Now you, Scott Martin, love a heist. Huge fan. Yeah, huge fan. Absolutely massive fan. You didn't know this was a heist movie. It wasn't until they started sucking out some bloody old cash out of a big tube into another tube and out through another way yep. when I realised, oh, baby baby boy, this is a big old heist I'm watching right now. <laughs> and that was the moment that I was 100% in. See, now, this is what I'm wondering. You went into this film completely ignorant, the best way to do it, yeah. and you were surprised to find it was a heist film. Couldn't believe is it. Is this your favourite film ever? <laughs> well, <laughs> I've got a couple of notes explaining why it might be. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I was it. legitimately going to ask you at the start of this episode whether Logan would be one of your favourite films you've seen this year. Yep. Because I can recall, if I've ever seen a film and know nothing about it, uh, Kingsman comes to mind, the first Kingsman. I went into that oh, yeah. thinking it was going to be just some dumb spy summer f- film to make money. It was amazing, and I was so surprised, and it was great. Love a Colin Firth, don't yeah. we here at Ignorance is this? Yep. But Look. yeah, you didn't know anything about this, and it was a, it surprised you with being an awesome heist movie. And, may I just say, a very cool heist movie, because you don't know the plan as yeah, it's happening. that's a great that's you, a great. You thing. never know. Yep. that The heist is just happening, but you don't know their plan going forward, so it's revealed to you as it is revealed to some of them. Which is very cool. It's almost as if it's like a story being told to yeah. us or something, you know? <laughs> and we're watching it as it happens. And this direct- Like a movie or something. <laughs> this director did um, uh, Ocean's Eleven. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's why he got was allowed to make this heist film. <laughs> a, a veteran in the heist genre. Yeah. Absolutely. And Ocean's Eleven is famous for... George Clooney, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I was going to say the, the classic heist trope of... This is how you think the heist happened, but here's how it really happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and also just a, a general stacked cast in, yeah. in both in both franchises mm. as well. Like I would never have, I couldn't believe it. Like more and more, I was realizing, oh, this person was in it, and I didn't even know. That was the one thing that I did know about the movie going in mm. was the three main stars. Yeah, and that was only because they were the faces that showed up when I typed Logan Lucky into Google. Yeah. But I didn't know Sebastian Stan had like a guest yep. cameo appearance He's Bucky in it. Barnes. I didn't know it was bloody From... Katie Holmes until five seconds yeah. ago. <laughs> and Seth MacFarlane, who was this guy doing a a weird British accent. Yeah, terrible British accent. Yeah. But I I'm willing to defend that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it was it, it fit with the character very well. Yeah. You would even start to think because he's a maybe fake. yeah, but maybe he's not even British in the actual in the film. Oh, yeah. Like his character is putting that on as well, and that's yeah. why it's so terrible. Because if you watch Family Guy. He does have British characters that he right. voices, and it's very well done. Yeah, so he knows how to he knows how to convincingly yeah, he's a do that. Voice actor, he should bloody know how to do things. Because <laughs> <laughs> last episode was really focused around you. Okay, there were moments when your boy Scotty was just sitting on his little butt, and, and he had his legs up on the desk, and he was just enjoying having time off, pretty yeah. much. Because I was let ranting about Dark Tower. Now I don't have as much passion. I suppose <laughs> I've I've written a couple of notes down uh, right, pretty pretty much as we left. Like I was on my phone. Overall, I had a very 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 excellent awesome time watching Logan Lucky. Um, it it was just so ridiculous, hmm. right? Yeah, it was. It was so These bizarre. Hillbillies guys, and they're sort of like characters of of hill of hillbilly America. Yeah, but it's so bizarre that you and I had a discussion on the way home thinking, was this taken from some of the some other source material? Yeah. I would not be surprised and this isn't a bloody 
racist, anti-American hillbilly <laughs> thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if a title card came at the end and said this was based on a true story. Yeah. Because I can just imagine <laughs> Hillbillies it. try to rob um, NASCAR. Yeah. And, yeah, and it was successful for the most part, and there was some ups and downs, which I can imagine would make a very great story in real life. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like a really good popcorn movie if you're looking yeah. for a good time at the cinema. Good, good one to watch with your friends. Absolutely. Like, it's not... It probably won't, like, win any awards or anything. It's not, like, artistically brilliant nah. or, like, a massive spectacle like like Dunkirk was, mm. right? So that that's what we've been given this year. You mm. know, we've been given big blockbusters like your, like your Spider-Mans and your, even your Baby Driver, I guess, is a bit of a spectacle. But it, it was just fun. Yeah. You just sit down and you're bloody watching, like, a little bit... And it wasn't even, like rolling down the aisle laughing your guts out like it, it wasn't a joke every 20 seconds it was, it was a, like it was a well-placed joke after a, a lot of build-up sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah. The, the one that comes to mind was by far my favorite bit of the entire movie mm-hmm. was when they've got daniel craig about to make this big explosion happen mm-hmm. from within the um <laughs> within the pipeline system and then He's explaining the reason why this will go off is because it's gummy worms mixed with this kind of fake salt. Yeah. And when you mix them together, the chemicals will create heat and therefore you've got a bomb. Yeah. And then they go, well, you know, oh, I don't really understand what this is. And then it does this terrific match cut to him drawing on the wall. Yeah. With like basically it was like chalk or crayon or something (laughs) explaining the chemical reaction of it. (laughs) Just so good. And it was just good to see Daniel Craig doing something like that, you know? Um, Something great to point out here is that you might think the trailers would want to show something like that, but they, for nearly every single good joke in the movie, the trailers cut right before it. Oh, that's awesome. It was really good. That's what you need. Yeah. The trailers would show sort of like a funny moment but it wasn't the punchline in a sense. So that's awesome. That's great. Um, do you remember that? Mo- so in that instance, they showed Daniel Craig going, "This is science," and he holds up the gummy worm <laughs> yeah. bomb. Yeah, and then that's sort of funny in the trailer. But then in the movie, obviously, it cuts to him then actually explaining the that's, science on a that's wall. That's great. So that's exactly what yeah. you need. Another example was um, in the trailer. It shows these the introduction of Daniel Craig's two brothers. Um, oh, yeah. And they're going, yes, I know all about IT and computers. I know about the Twitters. <laughs> and then that's where it cuts in that trailer. But in the movie, we know that the best joke of that scene yep. is then it's like, okay, well, they try to, uh, Channing Tatum is trying to convince them to help him and they need a moral um, reason to do so. Yeah, they're notorious for yeah. being like the bomb guys yeah. in, in heist things, but then they've decided to turn Christian. And they've, yeah. ch- they've changed they faith. They have to have a moral reason to do a job. Yeah. And so they sort of turn around and the camera cuts to like their perspective being turned around and they're about to make a secret decision and he's like okay what do you think yep, yep. okay <laughs> and immediately, around. immediately decided and it's a great joke so that's, um, that's yeah, the best bit cut- See, that's what all you need you gotta just tell your audience this is a comedy and here's a joke yeah you know but because they're holding back on the good stuff that's what makes it yeah memorable exactly so these these awesome jokes that really sell the sell the watching the movie were in the movie and the trailers were just designed to tell you it was funny yeah it didn't show you the best joke, just like, this is going to be a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm really, I'm just really happy that this is the movie that I knew nothing about going in. Yeah. You know, it had that genre that I love. It was a great cast of people that I knew. Yeah. I just, oh, it's just very lucky. Very lucky coincidence. You were a lucky Logan coincidence. Oh. <laughs> Oi, we got to cut that out and save it for uh, some content. <laughs> you know, that's too good to put on public radio. <laughs> Uh, so, so Daniel Craig was probably my favorite character. Yeah, okay, um, definitely. 
it's just it's great that his performance in this was very telling telling sorry that he is more than just bond yeah it's you know if you if you'd if you've been living under a rock and you didn't know that daniel craig plays james bond and you saw this <laughs> and then you tell him that's james bond that's that's three-piece suit wearing a watch driving a bugatti holding corolla 2007 model what <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was driving in quantum of solace okay. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it you would absolutely yeah, not believe it you wouldn't because he was he was not typecast in this at all he was this hillbilly yeah. um i mean they're all hillbillies but he's this sort of insane bomb maker yeah he, he starts <laughs> off his introduction is of him in a prison yeah and he has the moral dilemma of going no i don't want to do this because i'm only here for another five weeks or yeah. something and then like what if we tell you we can sneak you in and sneak you out? Yeah. You know, w- within 24 hours and yeah. you just see the sparkle in his eye. He, <laughs> he turns mad. He does this like ridiculous laugh. Yeah. I am incarcerated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the characters in this were actually characters. They all yeah. had their own um, personality. And every and when I say that as well, they were all like sort of a fictitious personality because I, I, some of the situations that happened... Are hard to believe in real life, but they work so well because these characters are so sort of loony and twisted. Yeah, like yeah. one one situation is that the prisoners basically demand a ransom because they've <laughs> taken prison guards hostage yeah. and they demand a ransom of the warden. And there's a very funny conversation between the warden and the prison. I mean, sorry, the prisoners about them arguing to get all the rest of the Game of Thrones books in the in the public prison library. Yeah. <laughs> and the warden's trying to tell them, yes, we've got to dance with dragons. And they're like, woo! Yeah. Yeah. Woo! yeah. And then it's like, the wind's a winner and a dream of spring has not yet been published. And they don't believe him. They're like, what? <laughs> George R. R. Martin said that in 2012, it was Winds of Winter was going to be released. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just got it from Wikipedia. Yeah. It's not been released. <laughs> they could not believe it. Such a, like, a long argument it was. And yeah. it was such a surreal scene, but it was it was it worked in the context of the movie because it was just like that sort of humor. But the but like the really new silly. but the new prison guard that just came in said that he just saw Daenerys and John in the same scene together. Yeah, he's talking about the show. Uh, it surpassed the books, and yeah. then they're all like, "What? Yeah. What?" They're all angry. <laughs> anyway, what else? What else you got there? It just about the movie. Note right here is just it just felt genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, like, as you were saying before, the characters yeah. seemed real, but also f- bizarre and fictitious enough that it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But, like, y- it was very clear that from the start, even the first scene where it's a char- it's um, it's Channing Tatum speaking to his daughter, and she knows all about this, like, car stuff that he's, like, asking for, like, a wrench. And she's like, what kind of wrench? Yeah. But you can just tell that from the beginning that this was made with, like, full-on love. Yeah. This is like I just, I didn't get that feeling with Dark Tower. Obviously, <laughs> this yeah. was a beautiful narrative with really excellent characters, and you can just tell straight away that this is like a really genuine piece of cinema. Yeah. The jokes were like as well. Uh, coming back to the jokes, but I mean it is comedy. It's a comedy movie. Um, <laughs> they weren't American jokes in the set. Uh, like the way I heard someone online say it was, it's the sort of humor that works for international audiences because it's something everyone can laugh at, oh, these hillbillies, but they're actually kind of smart and it seems like something they would say, yeah. like they felt genuine. So international audiences can believe it and because of there were like some visual gags 
as well. Like um, when when the bomb <laughs> fired back out of the this. pipe, um, unbeknownst to the the heist guys, and sort of Adam Driver just catches it and just is staring at this bomb that he's just caught by chance. Yeah, so like it's it's visual humor and visual humor can translate everywhere. Whereas like some American humor, if it's dialogue based and if it's just like yeah. random, um, maybe sometimes improvised, like a like Seth Rogen um sort of movie jokes, like. I like Seth Rogen stuff, but some of the jokes will fall flat. Oh, yeah, it's all... Because like, cause it's improv, like, some things will work for Americans, but other things don't work for every everyone. No, absolutely. Like, even, yeah. even for example, like, if, if you've got Seth Rogen on set and he's improvising, I would imagine that a lot of the stuff will be, like, Trump jokes or, mm. you know, the current political climate in the US, because that's just what... Yeah. Like, he's just very, like... Pop culture references and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, and then even with the visual joke that you were just talking about, mm. it's it's complemented then further by there being like kind of a written joke after it as well. Yeah. So this was pretty much maybe forty seconds after Daniel Craig writing up the chemical equation in chalk on the wall, right? And he's mm-hmm. explaining why this will explode. Yeah. So that's why the tension's there. Yeah. So that that payoff earlier, yeah, is also a setup. Yeah. And then when he gets, he it's forced up against his chest and then he's saying, do not move, this will explode. Mm-hmm. That's a joke, but it's also a setup because the next joke after that is of Daniel Craig picking it up and paying off from the original <laughs> joke of him drawing on the board, mm. him being all scientific and technical and so smart. The joke there at the end, the massive payoff of, of it at all is the fact, oh, I just twisted the lid too many times yeah there was no air to go into it <laughs> so he's talking all about this chemistry and he's proving that even though he's like a prison prison break hillbilly from i don't even know where kentucky <laughs> tennessee i don't know it's then shown that like oh he just did something as stupid as pulling it too many times yeah like twisting the cap around too many times yeah so that whole entire sequence you think that you've got to pay off but it's a setup as well yeah just the genius of the joke writing process mm. and the fact that it was completely like made with love is the reason why this movie excels and you'll remember it more than something as bland and just so robotic as Dark Tower mm. or Atomic Blonde. Yeah, I would definitely remember... Like, the the one thing I remember about Atomic Blonde is that... of that stairwell scene. I'll probably remember yep. that, but yep. I... The plot but is that's gonna a spectacle. Fa- yeah, the the plot is gonna fade because I. That's that's visual yeah. effects. That's blood. Yeah, but I, but like the plot summary of this movie, like oh they have to rob NASCAR, but they have to break out a guy from prison and they have to get him back into prison before anyone realizes. Yep. Really cool, like premise. Some of the with regards to the trailers, they did they were pretty good. The, okay, now I haven't seen the trailers. No, you still. haven't seen them, but that's okay. Um, both both trailers. Uh, were pretty much the same, which is a good thing because it means they're yep. never revealing too much. But then again, that's what one of our problems was with Dark Tower. Oh, was it? Last week. I said like 60% of it was the same mm. and that was because they didn't have enough cool shit to show. <laughs> True, but I think in this sense, it's because they were trying to hold back from some of the cool shit. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, they did spoil in the trailers some of the um, the main uh, like plot, plot points. You see the bomb explode, for instance. Like very briefly, oh, you okay. see you see Daniel Craig obviously explaining the bomb a little bit, and sure. then you see him chuck it into the shoot, and it ex- there's a brief flat, uh, frame okay. of it exploding. But then again, that's three or four jokes that they've cut yeah. between those two yeah. moments, um, and you think it would be after that, so that's a surprise. Yeah, definitely. You've got another 
you know, three and a half minutes of screen time in between those two yeah, moments. That bomb exploding is not the end of that scene whatsoever. Oh like, yeah, of course. They not. know because the um the the venue the Nazkai doesn't realize even once the bomb goes off that it's happened. Yep. Because that that's the whole sell of Daniel Craig is that he can set a bomb off and no one will know. Yep. Um. That's it. Uh, some of the other plot points, like they show they show him getting out of jail. Obviously, well, the, you need like, to. Yeah. It's it's the things they show were things that seemed necessary to show. I don't think there was much in the trailer that was after that bomb exploded. Okay. So yeah, yeah, pretty much all everything was before that, and yeah, it, it's it just sold the premise of the movie. It wasn't really any major plot points, and even then. It's not necessarily about all the plot points because it's also about the humor as well. Yeah, and that's the first half of the film. Yeah, first half of the film because they—it's a heist film. There's going to be a problem, and they have to overcome yeah. the problem, and then there's the repercussions of it all. Yeah. Okay. This was a good kind of genre bending where you were—if you said that this is a heist film starring Channing Tatum, mm-hmm. you know what would you think? Not this. Uh, no, I think yeah, Robin, a normal bank. So I, so I wrote, it's a fun romp. It's a heist that isn't guns and black suits. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a, like it was just a clever idea. If anything, it's overalls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no guns or anything. No chasing. No nope. explosions besides the one that they needed to get into the. Oh, you've got a beautiful B plot with his daughter being part of a pageant, mm. and he's not there for. And read a review that said that they shed a tear during one of no. the. Say, like, what would you expect from a heist film? Do you expect having an emotional cry? Nah. Of course not. <laughs> Last week, I said that the um, the funding for this was half pr- half the price of what The Dark Tower yeah. was. Yeah. So that's why yeah, they had to be more smart with their choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that 100% of that profit went into the casting. <laughs> yeah, Because they got Daniel Craig. That's yeah. crazy. And I wonder. I do wonder if NASCAR sponsored them. Here's the thing. Just so they could be at the event. So I said 100% of the funding surely would have come from product product placement. Yeah. Like, like it was $30 million. Yeah. You've got, you've got sponsorship from Coke. Yeah. You've got sponsorship from NASCAR. Yeah. You have people that were, that are NASCAR drivers in this movie. They oh, had really? like a, yeah, they had like a speaking role every now and then apparently. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I know you've even got Sebastian Stan. He's with Marvel at the moment. Like, yeah. come on! Can you think of any other products that we used during this? That was like right in your face. Uh, nothing that comes to mind. There was a lot of cars of like being like, "You can't drive stick." Yes, I can drive stick, but I can't remember exactly what the car was. Oh, okay, right. So it was like it was like a specific car like model. car model. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Let's just say it's a Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no Bugatti in this film. That would give them an extra of like ninety million dollars <laughs> to, <laughs> to play with. If you are a stickler for hating product placement, this mm. will really get up in your grill because it's every. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, mm, I'm drinking my Coca Cola right now and I'm enjoying the darn gosh darn living hell out of it. No, nah, it's nothing like that. It's just like there'll be a there'll be a flag, you know, like because it's a NASCAR event, so there'll be the flag and that'll have like the Coke logo on mm. it or whatever, and they go like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna set this high stuff during the the lowest point of the of the year for this um for this track mm. and then the challenge that they have to overcome is we can't do it that day it'll have to be when the coke nascar event is on and yeah. they go oh, that is going to be selling like crazy yeah i don't i don't think it matters too much the product placement because like nascar is known for super how commercialized oh, it yeah. is i guess so i mean it works in that sense because you do see most of the product pl- placement at the nascar it would be weird if they were using a lot of fake brands 
Oh yeah. Oh. Um, on all the on all their t-shirts and cars and stuff. Instead of saying, "Oh, we can't go to the Coke NASCAR event because that's going to be really crazy," and in, and if they instead said, "We can't go to the soda pop convention," yeah. <laughs> you know, you see, I was listening to a podcast recently where they were talking about whether like seeing that product placement would take you out of the film more so than if it was coke Mm. and i think that that would have been detrimental to this Mm. like this seems like it's a real world you know which is funny considering it's a it's a heist movie with (laughs) with daniel craig see i reckon (laughs) i would be taken more out of the movie if i saw a pair rather than the apple logo exactly we've talked about that where you have a pair macbook or pair book (laughs) (laughs) but i i think i would that would i would be i would notice that more because i'd be like up yeah, exactly. So that, rights issues. <laughs> so that's why here, like, the actual use of using real products conveyed that this is a real world, the same world mm-hmm. that we live in, yeah. which is great. Yep. So I did have a couple of issues with a few things. Yeah. I didn't really care for the sequel baiting. No, it was it was bad. Yeah. That was, it, it was cool to have an extra bit of having FBI agents kind of chase him up. Yeah. Be like, no, he doesn't have he doesn't have a Facebook. He doesn't have a mobile phone or whatever. That's all. Like that was cool because that's the setup. Yeah. But then the last shot is of the FBI agent at the bar yeah. with them celebrating. Yeah, I didn't even get it. I, I thought I thought like she had joined their side or something. I didn't get that. I don't know. But apparently, yeah, sequel baiting, maybe. I really, really am going to be really disappointed if this sequel turns out to be bad. Well, I don't think it's going to get a sequel because I don't think it's done very well at the box office. That's the thing. Well, I mean, no one's heard of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see. I don't, I don't know about box office returns, but I knew that... Uh, for the first opening weekend, I don't think Dark Tower capped sixty mil, mm, which I don't is think that which is what well they had. Yeah. So if you, if you're not making back an opening weekend of what your budget was, that mm. is bad. That's that's a fail. Yeah. So it's unfortunate for Logan Lucky. So I'm not sure about Logan Lucky. I know though. that um the bodyguard is currently number one. I don't. The know. hell is that? It's that one with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh okay. <laughs> The the hitman's bodyguard. That's what it's called. Do you want me? Do you want me to look up what opening weekend was? Uh, yep. Yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, budget was twenty nine million, mm-hmm. and its box office so far is seven point six million. Oh, that is really bad. We, uh, like it's it's sad when that sort of thing happens because this is like, from well, as far as I know, it's an original movie. It's yeah. original movie that maybe maybe it was going to have a franchise if it did well, but. It's it's original and you need original films to do well so that Hollywood keeps making them rather than sequ- turning out s- sequels. Yeah, you could you could have a an excellent an excellent screenplay with great direction and getting a great critical score. But but if you're not making money, then the you know companies won't give you more budget to work with another film because you're just making losses. Yeah. But people could love it. Cult films happen like that all the time. Yeah, but they you know so this. If if this means that there's not going to be a sequel, then that's fine because I think this is st- standalone is very good. Mm. But it says here on the um on the website or the with the Wikipedia page it says it was projected to gross about seven to nine million in its opening weekend. Right, and as you just heard, it's about at seven at the yeah. moment, seven point nine or something. I wonder how it's doing internationally. But it says although Sodenberg stated a debut of fifteen million would be needed to be considered a success a success. Yeah. Two point eight on its first day and went to open to seven point six, falling third behind um Annabelle Creation, <laughs> that horror movie. <laughs> and the Hitman's bodyguard. Yeah, that's a shame. It's a real big shame. Because um Just I know me- and I'm, I'm I mean I'm glad like Sodenberg is someone who's been like 
yeah, I can I can convince people that I'm allowed to make an original film, and so I'll go I'll go ahead and try that rather than um making more Oceans movies. I know they're making another one, but I don't think he's involved. It uh, he's producing Oceans Eight, okay. which is that female led yeah, one, yeah, which is gonna be awesome. I'm super excited oh, yeah. for that. <laughs> um, because I, I remember Robert Zemeckis saying in an interview a while ago. Um, that he wouldn't do any more, he doesn't want to do any more sequels or any franchises because he's like, I'm one of the few guys who can make an, an original movie in Hollywood, so I should probably, um, st- I should probably actually use that. do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's like, good. Re- you know, respect for directors who are taking their opportunities to make original stuff. HD for me. HD for you. Ooh. Easy peasy. Very nice. Distinction for me. High distinction. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I've really liked it. Uh, and. The uh, the trailer score, I know you haven't seen them, but I'll give the trailer score quite well. Also, a distinction for what it, for the, what they were. Very they cool. They were actually quite fun. They had the cool little graphics and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. I have prepared a critically acclaimed or critically lame little game for you. Good rhymes. <laughs> Good rhymes. Now, one, that. once again, I'm going to give you two haikus that I've made. Yeah. You've got to tell me which haiku is talking about a critically acclaimed film and which one is talking about something that was very poorly received critically. Okay. Okay. However, this week... Dark Tower. And the, and the poorly received one was Dark Tower. And, <laughs> and the good one was the book version. <laughs> yeah. No. Now, this week, I didn't write any... Haikus. Okay, great. I found... I have found one-liners. These are lines from the film. Oh, okay. 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 One-liners okay. from the film that fit into the mould of a haiku. Oh, wow. Okay. And I just happened to stumble across this. I read like a one-liner and I was like, hey, that sounds like it could be a haiku. So when, And I tested the syllables and it was perfectly fit. So when you read sentences, you're thinking of them in haikus? No, well... Is that why it took so long for you to finish The Gunslinger? <laughs> The gunslinger <laughs> uh, chased the man in black I ha- across the desert. <laughs> is that is that how you do it? Yeah, you're, you're counting I, them out I have every to time. Haiku check every sentence I ever read, just to just to check. Okay. No, I, I was thinking about writing my haikus when I stumbled across this line and, and sort of thought, hey, that's a that's a haiku. <laughs> so so then I went on the hunt for another one. Yep. Because and that was actually the hardest bit. I found mine, and then it took me about two hours to find another one-liner that was actually a fucking haiku. Oh no! <laughs> but I did, and I got two good ones. So you tell me which one of these one-liners, yep, is from a critically good film, and which one's from a critically bad film. Excellent. Okay, ready? Here we go. This is gonna be fun. I'll use small words. You'll be sure to understand. You warthog faced buffoon. All right. Cool. Continue on, please. Okay, here's the other one. Okay, cocksucker. <laughs> I was trying to take a sip of water. <laughs> okay, sorry, I was starting. Okay, cocksucker. Fuck with me and we'll see who shits on the sidewalk. Huh. <laughs> okay. Both of those sound great. Yeah. So that's tough. I actually went I went through a lot of good one-liners that I'm really sad didn't really quite yeah. fit the mold. <laughs> oh, no. I've seen both of these films, actually. Wow, huge. Can you say the first one again for me? All I remember is Warthog-Faced Buffoon, but I don't remember (laughs) the beginning of it. I'll use small words you'll be sure to understand, you Warthog-Faced Buffoon. Oh, God, I don't know. This this is tough because they both sound like I could imagine them both being written by Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) (laughs) And he's notorious. So, because I don't really have much to go on, I'll go out on a limb... I'm going to say the 
the cocksucker one. Mm-hmm. Apologies to people that don't like that word. <laughs> if you're listening on Nation, I'm going to say that that's the good film. Okay, that's the critically acclaimed. And warthog faced buffoon. No, now you're making me think it's the Lion King. I'm not do- <laughs> the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, it's got a warthog in it. You ever seen the Lion King? That's Pumbaa, you idiot. <laughs> I've never seen the Lion King. What? Yes, you have. Have I? Surely. Uh... You've seen everything. How can you not have seen what objectively the best film ever made? <laughs> Stop calling everything objectively the best film ever made. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay, no, um, oh, no, no, I'm going to stick to my guns, even though I, I think you're lying to me and that's going to be from The Lion King. Okay, you're wrong. Damn it, I knew I should have <laughs> said But it's not The Lion King. Okay, all right. Okay, all right, so all right, this is bullshit, but now, whatever. Now, guess what? You've actually seen one of these. I'll use small words you'll be sure to understand, you warthood face buffoon, is from The Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. It's when he confronts... Oh, he no. confronts the bad dude at the very end, Lord Pumperdinkle, whatever his name is, Shit. and said, and he says very, um, very slowly, "I'll use small words. You'll be sure to understand. You warthog face buffoon." Damn it! Well, so, now I'm saying. And okay, cocksucker, fuck with me, and we'll see who shits <laughs> on the sidewalk. Is from Death Race. What the hell is Death Race? It's that movie with Jason Statham, and he's sentenced to prison, and you can get out of prison if you compete in the death race. With it, which is like cars with guns and shit on the Trial side. Trial by combat? <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> okay. If you compete in Death Race and win, you get your freedom. Wow. All it's right. a cool premise, and sure. it's actually not a bad film. But This sounds great. Well, I'm disappointed in myself, but um, I'm happy to know that that, that movie exists <laughs> with Jason Statham, because that sounds great. And I'm upset that it's, a, it's critically panned. It's not like super panned. It's got like 48%, I think. That's enough to be it's a pan. panned, but like... Yeah. That means 48% of people liked it. That's a good you point. I understand that. That's a very good point. I'm one of those people. Catfish from the bottom in there with Seven from their debut album that only came out last year, The Ride. How about we play a very cool game oh, yeah. called The Fruit is a Cute. I love this game because it's basically an excuse for you to bring up a movie and then we'll be like, yeah, we've seen that. It was good. And I love this uh, this uh, uh, segment because it means that I get to make fun of Ollie when yeah. he inevitably does not get three out I'm of five. Win today, did you know? You haven't done in a long time. No, no, no. Well, what what's happened is I've seen the edit from the future. Like I'm editing this in the future in my head, and yep. I'm winning in that one. So <laughs> let's play a video game called "The Fruit Is a Cute." Oh. this is a game in which I pitch Ollie some movies, mm-hmm. and Oliver thinking that he's all knowing. Yeah. will be able to tell me what the Rotten Tomatoes score is of that film within 5%. I am the tomato god. There's usually a little bit of a theme. Let's see if you can pick it up on it. In fact, I'm going to give you one movie, and I want you to guess the theme. <laughs> okay. The first movie. Yeah. What percentage on RottenTomatoes.com did the 2012 film, maybe? 2012? Magic Mike get? Are they Sodenberg films? Yes, I was. I wanted you. To, I wanted you to say bloody uh, Channing Tatum. No, no, no. But these no, are all no, Sodenberg no, 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 films no, no, no. coming up. It. All right. Uh, well, what did Magic Mike get? I really don't know about that one. I think it maybe got sixty-nine percent. Oh, that would have been very good, <laughs> considering it's Magic Mike. But uh, unfortunately, uh oh, bad. Very bad. Yeah. Very bad. Oh. Eighty-one. It's up Whoa. there. It's up Whoa. there. Yeah. I thought people didn't like Magic Mike. That is a HD flim right wow. there. That's within the 80%. All Impressive right, let's then. go on. See, this is where I was expecting this to be like a joke. But yeah. all right, let's 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 just continue it without laughing. 
This is uh, uh, Ocean's Eleven. What did the original OG Ocean's Eleven get? Directed um, by Steven Soderbergh. Uh, it got maybe like... Uh, yes. 90. Oh. <laughs> nah. Oh. <laughs> Ollie can't hear the uh, the, the, the dings, so Sorry. I have to give him a visual clue whether he's right or not. That time I didn't, and I let him wallop in his own... I just uh, stood there for in silence for a while, <laughs> <laughs> wondering whether I was going to the good place or what, the bad place. What did you head. say? What was the number? 90. Okay. Okay. 83. Ah! Sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> Damn. All right, Ocean's 12, featuring a similar cast, not 100% the same cast, I don't think. You've got your clone. Ocean 12. I don't know what these sequels got. I don't think they did well. Oh. I'll say, like, 65. 65? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh. <laughs> Again. 56. Hmm. Real bad. 56. Hey, Why uh, do you reckon uh, that uh, would have yeah. been? I reckon because all they did was get good actors in and hope that was enough pull. But that's exactly what happened with Ocean's Eleven. It's the mm. same dude. It's the same genre. Why mm. would they have been able to fail that bad? I bet they had the same plot as the first time. Like, well, okay. this is the heist, but actually it isn't. Well, what about the third time? What did Ocean's <laughs> 13 get? Um, I think probably much worse. Maybe like 43. <laughs> The reason why I was pitching to you, why would Ocean's 12 get a bad score when Ocean's 11 got a good score, considering it's the same cast, same director, mm. same genre? Mm. And you would say, well, maybe it's because he did the same thing. Mm. But Ocean's 13 got, oh. has got 70%. Oh. So hmm. what what was it about the middle one that was so bad compared to the other two? I don't know. Well, it wasn't so bad. Like, it's not below 50. Yeah, and I, and I hope that the upcoming Ocean's 8... Uh, does well as well because yeah. not after the the fiasco of the rebooted of Ghostbusters yeah. where you've got your sexists coming out of their little man caves yeah. and then they were pr- well I don't want to say proved right because that would mean that it was sexism that won but it was not a good movie no right so I want this to be good right. so you Prove know wrong. yeah alright what about my favourite Sodenberg film oh. Logan Lucky released 2017 as always, we got five. You don't know the Rotten Tomatoes score of this one. What do you reckon it's got, 90, critically? 93. All right. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> I, I gave you a tick. Yeah. You, you can't hear it. I gave you a tick, but then I gave you a big cross for cheating. <laughs> I didn't cheat. I accidentally saw it today. I'm now very the, sorry. I See, I read a little note here and said, this is one of the reasons why I think the Rotten Tomatoes is not that good of a... Yeah. Of a thing. Okay. Because there are some really... You've got your perfect story, your perfect actors, mm. and you've got your technical brilliance. Yeah. And they still haven't got 93%. Okay. You know, but, but like, this movie is not better than Dunkirk that's sitting around about the same, you know? Oh, okay, yeah, true. Like, like things like that. But, yeah, you can't... I mean, personally, I, th- I would enjoy watching Logan Lucky way more than Dunkirk again. Yeah, it's... Rotten Tomatoes is a popularity contest, not a... Is this an actually good film? But no, it's- no, not even that. Like, it's because people got so up in arms about how good Dunkirk was and people were giving it good reviews. Mm. But Logan Lucky, because there's... I just don't think people expected it to be that good. So when they walked out and said, yeah, that's great, they gave it a good review. Mm. That means, like, this movie has been better like better rated on, on RT than movies like Dunkirk or anything else. 
that people kind of had high expectations for her, then because that wasn't met, they gave it a bad score. Oh, true. Okay, yeah. You know, so so like, Rotten Tomatoes is affected in the same way we're affected by not watching or having expectations. I gave Logan Lucky a HD, which yeah. for us is means like eighty percent or above. Yeah. I would say that this is about maybe 84, 85% I would have expected. Yeah. Okay. In the mid-90s, I don't think it really deserved no. that. No. But, you know, it what it did was excellent, and what it did with its budget was excellent, and whatever. Yeah. I it's, don't know. I think, though, the point is it, it was good for what it was trying to do. Yeah. Because it wasn't trying to be a master cinematography Dunkirk. It was just trying to be, here's our little heist film. Yep. Do you like it? <laughs> and people did, and people, and I'm glad that they did. Yeah, I just wish that the box office reflected that. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Ignorance. Is this? Oh, um, my my soothsaying skills with regards to seeing into the future of my score. <laughs> yeah, was unfortunately proved wrong. Mm, well, that, that's just div- that's just me being bad at divination. That's not. Um, Wait, did you get them all wrong? Uh, yeah, you did. Well, you cheated in one of them. <laughs> cheated? Yeah, you cheated. So you, you just screwed zero... up by giving me that film. <laughs> well, excuse me for bloody... I've done this for the last, like, five know, weeks we've done this. I try not to look at it. We always do five. <laughs> and the last one is always this. All okay. right. So, well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Ignorance Is This. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed it. Let's do some plugs. Ollie, do you want to do some plugs? Yeah. Uh, we, we have a Facebook. We had Twitter. We had YouTube. We had Gmail. What's the YouTube? Uh, YouTube is youtube.com slash h1z1 testal. A bit of <laughs> a bit of housekeeping from last week, if you're listening to this week to week. I said at the end, when I edit this episode, I'm going to listen to what your, your individual letters were. Oh, okay. And what it turned out to be, you had something like C-K-S-O-N-Y. Okay. And all through that episode, you were talking shit about Sony- because oh. you were saying, you know, fuck the emoji movie. This was a piece of pile of shit as well. And then what you ended up spelling was something like CK, which is the end two letters of a very prominent word. And then the word Sony afterwards. So I think that <laughs> was... Ek Sony. Yeah. <laughs> it was subconscious. I think it, like that's a that's a great proof of um, the subconscious coming out. I'm angry even in my subconscious. Yeah. All right. So Gmail. Get in contact with us via Gmail, preferably. That's ignoranceisthispodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter as well at ignoranceispod and Facebook. Ignorance is this podcast. Oh, and also go on to iTunes and give us a review. It helps bump us up in the charts and whatnot, get us recognised. So Weed. if you're listening and you're enjoying the show, just hit us up with a review. We bloody love it. You don't she even did. have to be a five-star review. Just tell us what you reckon. It would be nice of you. Yeah, but it would be nice of you. It would be very nice. It would be very nice. Yeah. Let's uh, let's finish the show as we always do with a nice little haiku. Okay, little haiku about Logan Lucky. Now, I'm, I'm sure not everyone will understand this one because I couldn't really think of... Anything too good, but um, for those that are in the know, it's Logan year. Lucky Logan, Logan, and the thinning, Logan Paul. Oh, very good. <laughs> you you said you said Logan year, and I thought, oh, where is he going to go with this? It's the YouTube original movie. The Thinning with Logan Paul. Uh, Check it out on YouTube Red. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Bye.